How you doing, man? I'm okay, man. Um, yeah. you know, I always find myself like thinking of these like random things, like you know, when you like, oh, it's like always that meme, like I should go to bed early tonight, and then you know, cut to you looking at your phone at two a.m. like for weird <laughs> things. Um, I always wonder, like, you know, like you can cross like a uh, a a horse and a donkey and create a mule, uh, or things like that, like those because they're of equine descent. Um, but if you mix, uh, like, what if you put like a gorilla and a orangutan together, you'd get a mixed ape. <laughs> this is Jimmy Epod. Good one, man. <laughs> a mixed ape. Mixed ape. Oh, that's good. I just had some uh, about uh, about um, uh, crafts and accidentally mixing up your tape. Oh, but, but <laughs> yours was way better, man. I like the play on the words there. Mixed. It came to me right at the last second. Oh, good. Beautiful. Mixed ape. Mixed ape. <laughs> oh, man. So Susie is finishing up her uh, her uh, stuff in the living room before she heads upstairs. And ro- I don't think she could roll her eyes anymore than. Uh, yeah. Well, than that's that's her. how we sell tickets to the uh, the Jimmy E pod show. That's right. Yeah, we don't do it with well thought out. Um <laughs> <laughs> jabs and and uh, plays on words no these are last yeah. minute things yeah <laughs> so uh uh i do have some housekeeping yeah um uh let's see oh uh what did i see here about the cover of static prevails um somebody oh uh somebody eight days ago mod tang on reddit uh said what the f is on the static prevails cover and some Kevmo seventy seven took uh, 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 an excerpt from an interview. Uh, this interview was a drowned in sound interview, which I've now bookmarked as one of my research points. Uh, and says, uh, speaking about albums, there's a question here about your artwork from uh, somebody uh, that wrote in a question. What is on the front cover of Static Prevails, and what's the inspiration behind the album covers, particularly Futures? And Jim says, Static Prevails is a rooftop in Denver, and those are chimneys. And Tom says, it's just turned on its side. So it's actually very simple. The photo is taken by Rob Drake? Paul Drake. Oh, Paul Paul Drake. Francis Drake. Because he took also the photo that's the, uh, the original pressing of the vinyl, which is the cattail uh, uh, flowing in the, or what is it? it? What's that grass? Pompous grass? Um, uh, oh, against the uh, blue sky. It looks like, a, like it's on, on the beach. The beach, um, it's like something that would grow on a, on an East Coast beach. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, Paul Drake also. Oh, yeah. I didn't even notice the waterway down there. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Paul Drake took this photo. He also took the Call It In The Air promo single, which I have a photo of. Uh, um now and he took this photo uh, of a denver rooftop so anyway um that was uh the last thing uh the other thing is the 555 music video behind the scenes came out um did you happen to watch that i did very cool to think that that was uh recorded just over the hill in it said van nuys or was it Chatsworth? yeah i was, was gonna it? say yeah over the hill for you but like yeah. down the street for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah man um and yeah it was like essentially like a a four person operation like uh hair and makeup and jim and the director and uh uh the other guy that's doing the clapping um so uh and yeah, imagine, crazy imagine being the guy that works at 
well, this may have been a U-Haul, but they get a U-Haul truck to bring that the the PA the piece de resistance. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah the chair. And imagine yeah. being the guy that you try to upsell. Um, I maybe he didn't. I don't know. But uh, upsell Jim Atkins and give him and sell him some uh, moving blankets because he threw that over the top. Of, yeah. And <laughs> of do you want it, Mr. Atkins? Do you want to get the uh, the insurance on this? Yeah. Truck? Would you like the protection plan? <laughs> it's an extra three dollars per mile. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that um, was a really good one. Very, very uh, quick. And there was a lot of conversation in the Discord about that not being Tom. Yeah, I, I thought we had talked about, or you and Ryan had talked about that on the 555 episode. You don't, like, I've already forgotten the guy's name. I'm trying to launch Discord. Uh, well, now. it's it's, it's uh, three, and I, you know, I, it's like uh, three, three full names. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's like Mark Paul Gossler. Uh, yeah. Let's see. I'm pretty sure we'd say it on the 555 episode. Everyone will just yeah. have to go back and listen to that. But it, it, I, I thought we had uncovered that pretty. Uh, yeah, Mark Jude Sullivan. There you go. There we and, go. Uh, and uh, so, yeah. And then I think you had even said, oh, man, like uh, he's like a dead ringer for Tom. Uh, yeah, he is. If you put them yeah. uh, the, the picture, it looks like he could have easily been one of his uh, eight or nine brothers. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> he's totally like one of the one of the distant Lintons. Um, Linton clan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And maybe he plays accordion like he did on uh, <laughs> uh, uh, whatever the hell the last song was that we did. Oh, Caveman. Caveman, um, baby. Which uh, Thomas Heap wrote in the Discord. Listening to the Caveman episode now, I can't believe you were, ta- uh, you were talking about a dog while talking about the accordion section of Caveman. And he didn't even mention that there's a dog barking in the background of that section. Did you listen um, again? Uh, I didn't, but I remembered that there is a dog barking in that section. Um, if you know, so, I, I and we're talking about the end, right? With the accordion, yeah, yeah. I could if there was either it was in the left channel, which I didn't have my left ear in at the time, mm. or it's very soft, right? So uh, it's, it's buried I, in there. So maybe it is, and, and somebody else also thought that maybe the song is about the Sandlot. Um, so maybe that's the monster in your backyard. Wow, um, you had somebody else on that train huh that's right so and and i'll go on to that because they also suggest that it could have been about something else this is uh kevin from the discord and uh our patreon but he said slightly spooky parallel as i was listening to the song before the show i was also thinking that the song was tied to the sandlot and lo and behold you mentioned it uh so i say ha 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 camp out uh and he says oddly enough i don't really have any additional thoughts on caveman but i'm certainly gearing up for th- oh okay sorry that uh, don't worry about that uh also uh what if they're talking about zork a oh, Gru man. is a monster that hangs out in the backyard of the house there is uh and there is the white house and uh then i made joke a joke about the lyrics i said pick up two by four yeah. open secret door <laughs> So for those that don't know, Zork is a an old DOS based uh, video game that. Uh, and you would give directions like walk north, walk north, yeah. look open at door. mailbox. Yeah. Open letter. Yeah. It's a love letter. <laughs> <laughs> Dig up plant. Yeah. See, that took me way back. And it could absolutely be about that because this was uh, this was, you know, at the time when Tom wrote this one. They were just out of high school. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, relative, uh, they're only a few years removed from high school, and uh, yeah, you're just hanging out, and somebody's got a, a compact presario or some sort of Intel based <laughs> yeah. uh, Pentium, uh-huh. Pentium one. I remember uh, when like an 800 gigahertz processor was rumored 
And they were like, it's too powerful. It's considered a deadly weapon or something like that. <laughs> it can process too fast. It's too much processing. And we were like, who would need that much processing power? They're like, oh, only the government or something. Um, can you so, still hear that little intel? The bum, 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 bum. That's right. Mind? We right. were doing something at work today. And uh, the music kind of sounded like that intel uh, chime. Yeah. Very distinct. Uh, but yeah, just like haunts you. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then the last thing was uh, that when I had made these notes, we were getting teased about something that Jim was going to announce for the next week. And it turned out that he's now got a podcast yeah. of which we've seen one episode. I think the other episode comes out tomorrow when we're recording this. Um, but he interviewed Mark Hoppus, which was obviously like super exciting for me uh, hearing the two of them talk about songwriting and uh, uh, their process and and. uh uh, all of that I've, I've listened to it twice now it's very fun uh, i also did want to mention uh three other milestones oh yes please uh one one uh we recently were followed by chris testa mentioned him a little bit earlier That's right. uh the the producer of chase this light or no um mix well, he, right? he worked he with mixing. butch vig yes. yeah on chase this light yeah that's what it was yeah so a follow from chris testa that's a big that's a big get uh, we also hit uh, recently 200 followers. That's right. We got 200 followers on both Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, so I was very excited. happy about that. And and the big one, the 5,000 downloads on uh, on our on our uh, our lovely little tracks that we have put up here that are yeah on average two hours long. Listen, all the all that time of yours spent listening to us. I, yeah, and we appreciate every minute of your lives that you provide, even if it's on 1.5, 1.75x, man. Or get like me, get on that two times speed, oh baby. Oh my gosh, I'm not that. I'm not that far ahead, dude. I can't do it. My brain doesn't work. I can't calculate. I, I have an 800 megahertz processor. Oh yeah, man, you got to upgrade that, that that to that Pentium three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all uh, we had, right? For uh, uh, I think so. Uh, yeah, we're doing back to back tonight, so I'll, I'll save some for the next episode. Yeah, I figured. Uh, so mixtape from Invented, track five of seventeen or twelve, if you're talking. The regular release. Yeah, baby. This is um, another Mark Trombino, Jimmy World joint. And this track shows that Mark Trombino-ness for sure. I made um, a, a couple of notes or, or points in this where I feel like Mark had a heavy hand in, uh, totally. in producing this track. Six and a half minutes. It is. Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely fills the shoes of a uh, an album closer for Jimmy World. Yes. Uh, I, I have uh, my new favorite thing is notable high notes and notable low notes. Uh, notable high notes on this song are an A4 and a G4 on the acoustic version of it, and then F flat four or F sharp four on the album version. Uh, and then a notable low note is a D3 on the album version. So <laughs> not not terribly low, but uh, I don't know enough I, I, off the top of my head. I don't know it. Um, <laughs> I think uh, that's more like Jim's talking voice. <laughs> oh sure, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so and it's the, a gym song. Yeah, this yeah. one starts out with uh, blown out bass. There's like yeah. a bass drum. That's a just, kick drum, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, the bass. Yeah, the kick drum. And and I have written down here that 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 Mark Trombino has a. Uh, it's got that sound that the uh, the Mark Trombino taint. That's that yeah. What do they call it? it uh, I guess blown out is yeah uh, is a term, right? Or uh, not gated, over uh, overdrive. Maybe oh, overdriven, overdriven or yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, maybe my son's right. He would say overdrived. Maybe that's how you say overdrived, it. Overdriven yeah. doesn't sound right. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but yeah, it, and 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 super twinkly, like I don't know what you would call that digital sound. Uh, well, I have that marked at a minute and forty-five when we get when we go to listen to it, and you can hear it. There's it's there's layers of it. There's oh, that doesn't that's not in the intro, huh? Um, I didn't make there might, notes uh, to remember. Well, that kind of sounds like plucked strings to me. I know I think oh, I know okay. what you're talking about. Goes, Is it the ascending ones? Or oh the no, it's like that. Ones? <laughs> Man, it's we, we should just listen to a little bit of the intro and mm-hmm. see what you're talking about. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Oh, okay. It sounds like rain. Yeah. Here comes a sick suck back. Maybe we could put your tape back on. Man, you're right that yeah they they pull the the uh, the drums down yeah oh, yeah, yeah. I can't they, tell what uh, that they is. put like the telephone filter on it or something yeah um, yeah that's what it sounds like very yeah. very flat. I call it crunched drums but I don't think that's the technical term um, but you get the point your point is uh, yeah. is taken yeah okay um uh. all right so the the title of this track is mixtape which I love that because when we when we go through these lyrics. I think that's the one. Descri- I mean, if we're we're going to be looking at the definition, and this is the the word that's going we're going to be defining. And I think the, these lyrics, in my opinion, do such a good job. Well, you know, when when you analyze them a certain way, of just uh, explaining mixtape in this in this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you know, given this perspective of whoever the writer is or the whoever the people are in this story. Um, did you want to go? Uh, did you want to go down the lines of lyrics here? Yes, please. Okay. So we start off with um, maybe we could put your tape back on your tape. So your mixtape. I assume so mixtape, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and this is the first time where where the the tape is mentioned and putting your tape back on. Um, you know, not not to get too uh, deep into this already, but like a mixtape to me is a is a personal. It's like a reflection of who you are. Mm-hmm. And at that moment in time, when you're developing or putting together that mixtape where you're at and and where your personality um you know that's that's reflected in there but where where your thoughts are where your emotions are where what you're trying to tell this other person uh, maybe in this case though he's referring to the mixtape as her her addition to their life her her uh contribution okay, to yeah, their uh-huh. life together in a relationship so let's listen to yours again. right yeah okay that makes sense okay uh and then the second line rewind until the moment we went wrong let's let's take that mixtape that we've assembled together and let's find out where which track was the wrong track was it um you know was it uh, dr feel good or was it uh <laughs> was it an rem track because you know everybody hurts is always it that hits a little too hard that's a little too uh, oh sure for yeah me. um so yeah rewind until the moment we went wrong um find out where where our uh, disconnect was or where the that the track was that didn't mesh for one of us uh, goes on to say, I was always just a little bit lost, kind of explaining um, his or her part in this. And maybe he didn't know exactly what he wanted at the time. Um, yeah. And, and then knowing what I do, I should have thought. Now, in hindsight. Now, yeah. yeah go, go ahead. It doesn't change the meaning, but 
but I have the word no. So I copied and pasted this from Genius, but I think he sings knowing what I know I should have fought. Can we listen to that? Why did I write yeah. word? Why did I write the word no? I think I might have this queued up already. Here we go. Rewind until the moment we went wrong. I was always just a little bit lost. Peak gym voice here. Knowing what I do, I should have No, okay. Yeah. Now, I have a couple early versions when he played this. Maybe I pulled it from that. Um, and I actually give me two seconds. I'll, I'll go up the vinyl and we can take a look at the maybe sure. it was written different in the liner notes. Hold on. OK, go ahead and look for that. And I'll just finish my thought on this last line. Here's knowing what yes. I do. I should have fought. Uh, and my 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 thought on this is in hindsight, um, I should have maybe had more input in the relationship um, or steadfastness is what I wrote down is uh, maybe he wasn't as committed as he should have been. Uh, but now, you know, this is they they can't necessarily re rewind and change history. So they can only reflect on what that is. Yeah. And that's what I think this whole first verse is about is let's, let's let's look back and reflect on where we went wrong. And uh, and, and maybe, you know, maybe we can learn from this. I don't necessarily know if it's going to fix our relationship, but hopefully we can gain some some point of knowledge from this. Yeah. And uh, it is due in the liner notes. So uh, somewhere I got the word no, and we'll listen to some really early versions of this track. And maybe that's where I pulled yeah. the word no from. Uh, all right, let's hit that chorus. Yeah, which, uh, you know, I, I couldn't really decipher this on my first read through. Right. But you don't get okay. to walk away, walk away. Now, my thought is you've got to listen. You you can't avoid this again. You can't walk away. It, yes. And, and And that's essentially what I'm getting. It's too late. You can't walk away. I don't know if she initiated the conversation or if she was the one that brought them to this point where they're reflecting. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I have a there is a back and forth that I I have a question about in the bridge. And maybe this is another back and forth. You don't get to walk away. Uh, Walk away now is maybe one of them talking to each other. And it's too late. You can't walk away. Walk away now could be the other talking to each other. Maybe. So one's just saying you don't get to and one's saying it's too late. So one's got that like two different perspectives on and they uh, end up saying the same thing in the end. Yeah, I guess. Right. Yeah. But just two hmm. different perspectives. One is telling the other is maybe from a point of you don't um, get to. It's too trying. late. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. I, you, all I wrote to loss. this line right here is that it's iconic. It's like this is like that's uh, I'd, I'd put this up there with like top upper echelon Jimmy world lyrical moments. Yeah, they're not spoon feeding us anything here, and, and I, yeah. that's initially what, what I read through this man. That's that's what I got is that, that there yeah. wasn't any clear um, deciphering of this to me at yeah. least. And I think like this has like the 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 great like whine to his voice in this song. I think it's like one of his good vocal deliveries for sure. And this vocal yeah. melody for the chorus is so sing songy and like anthemic. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's it's uh, hard to hard to understate, hard to overstate how good of a uh, uh uh hook that it is yeah um so let's hit that verse so two very, yeah man hitting it home with well, you you don't get to walk away walk away now okay then it goes into simple words connecting thought and this is when i think i had marked in my notes that those uh the electronic sounds really come through right because we're hitting yeah you always want to up the the yeah 
the second verse, verse two. Yeah, yeah. Bring that bring that listener back in and and have them uh, you know reconnect with this. So simple words connecting thought lyrics placed together. This is a beautiful line here. Lyrics placed together in sequence that form a cohesive feeling or thought. So it's simple words, but going back to that whole idea of a mixtape being a reflection of somebody's personality and their thoughts and emotions at that moment is these are simple words. There's somebody yeah. has assembled these words, but when you put them in sequence, it makes a story. And these they're just simple words, but when you put them in a specific order, you see the you see the thought process. We were talking about this earlier was you know like you said yours was uh, the mixtape you had looked at was so you and right which i don't want to give too much away but uh my mixtape was just a stream of consciousness i went let's do this i'm gonna put down some tracks i love that we had different approaches exactly yeah uh and then and then they go on to say just pieces of the background till they're gone 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 what did that remind you of when he says gone 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 gone. oh because i I have like so many notes I have so many notes. I was like, what does this remind me of? Then I added an, uh, a, an addendum three minutes later. Linked song is so good. Oh, I, I did find a song. So I went Googling what songs has gone, gone, gone. And I was like, it sounds like something from like the Garden State soundtrack or something. So I went through the Garden State soundtrack, couldn't find it. Then I found one random like cool song that we'll hear a little bit later uh, that is just super vibey, but is not the song I was thinking of, but it's really good. And then uh, five minutes later, Oh, wow. I'm no, no. That was at one fifty three in the afternoon. And then at <laughs> eight o'clock that night, I realized what song it is. It's John Mayer's Dreaming with a Broken Heart. Oh, when you're dreaming they, with a broken heart. Yeah. That's but it. you're gone, gone, gone. He has five gones, though. Right? Yeah, 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 totally. But um, I was like, man, what does this remind me of? So obviously um, I made a rave DJ and it sounds so fucking good um so we'll get to that later but that's what i that's what i rave dj'd with was uh you were so excited with a broken heart i think when you were doing your research a week and a half ago and you just said yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna give a spoiler they lined up the gone gone gones and it's fucking perfect it's so good uh anyway (laughs) yeah uh so yeah i didn't even think of this uh the beginning of this going i i just didn't even think of the songs called mixtape. So and it said just pieces in the background till they're gone, gone, gone. I was like, what the hell is he talking about? Pieces of what? Simple words, I guess. But I didn't think that simple words are like a, 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 a an allegory for the songs on the mixtape. Yeah. And and in this line where, where they're saying just pieces of the background till they're gone is let's say you don't necessarily have a mixtape that you're listening to, um, you know, intently. It's in the background. And maybe right. this one just happens to be songs that just play. Maybe you're playing it on repeat, but they become part of the background until you forget about them, move on to a different album or a different or they start, song. They stop meaning something. Exactly. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, that, yeah, that's another good uh, uh, analysis of that is it could be that you could be so desensitized by them that it doesn't mean the same thing that it did when you were given that mixtape for the first time. Yeah. Oh, boy. And then I was only there to sing your song. Um, maybe he was one part of the mixtape of their lives yeah. and other, these other pieces. And now this is from invented where he's looking at pictures that are inspiring his lyrics, but could this be autobiographical? Could it be, uh, him, uh, struggling with a relationship? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, uh, or writing from that perspective of, if you were the artist on a mixtape of a failed relationship, like how would you feel? 
you know? Right. Um, well, I'm, it's either that or maybe uh, Cindy Sherman, New York. There's a picture, a black and white photograph of a huge ghetto blaster in the middle of the, these two people that are kind of pointing away from each other. You know, it could absolutely be something like that or or yours, you know, that, until we get <laughs> yeah, that totally. book. We can't really we can't really. I was going to say, what, that's what, very specific. Is that photo in the book? <laughs> now, I was really taking a shot in the dark. And if it is in there, man, I'm going to I'm going to play the lottery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Uh, so yeah, and then, and then, yeah, and then the very final line of the verse is what? Uh, what were you protecting yourself from? Could she never commit or give him a solid answer, and that's why she was always changing the song or moving on to a different track? Mm. You know, again, uh, yeah, I did. I, uh, I, I question tape. like by by walking away. What does this mean? Protecting how? Um, is that is her walking away protecting herself? Like not confronting an issue in a relationship or? I, I just yeah, I wasn't clear about what and that was. and that could also go back to the chorus is like you don't get to walk away, right? Uh, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, well, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying with walking away is yeah. yeah. What are you trying to protect yourself from by stepping out? Right. Okay. And then we go back to the chorus and then the bridge where I feel and this is also the point when the drums actually come in the real drums. So right about halfway through the song at this point, just under halfway, and then the drums come in. So Zach brings in his little dunko boom boom <laughs> right in time for the bridge where uh this uh, individual in this song where went all the takers baby now i feel like this the, the person in this story is getting a little bit irked and yeah is, is it's that the, kind of a little a facetious yeah yeah where went all the takers i thought you had all these guys lined up you know listening to your mixtape it, it sounded like you had you know the 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 world was your oyster with with guys and and could you still give what they want did they go away because you could no longer provide what they wanted like right. you were old your old news yeah that's what i thought too yeah mhm uh and then reiterates it man at this point it kind of sounds like he's being a little mean again where he goes where went all the takers baby like like he's getting in her face yeah um and then instead of could you still give what they want he says do you still have what they want do you even have it it right you know and this like is where i wonder this is where i wondered if it was a back and forth is the first half her to him where went all the takers baby could you still give what they want so he's an artist and uh he's washed up maybe he's past his prime are 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 all those people that uh that uh you uh could easily have gone to um uh where are all these people that uh, want to use you, uh, you know, type of deal. Right. And then him saying, where went all the takers, baby? Do you still have what they want? Is they want me. Do you still have me? You know what I mean? Uh, do Ooh. you still have what they want? And what they want is me. You know, Do you still have me sort of idea? So I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. And that that. I mean, aside from the the last little bits, which is just the chorus. I mean, that's a that's a heavy line to to end the whole totally. song. With. Yeah, yeah. This man. is not a uh, man and the album. Yeah, and didn't we have the same? You had the same kind of uh, resolution for the last track we did on this, which was movie like, where it was a back and forth, where the first verse was him and the second verse could have right. been her. Sure. Right? Yeah. And, uh -huh. and maybe that is a common um, like a common denominator in in Jim's. Of, of you know of that practice of looking at the photo for 10 and then just kind of writing down notes for 10 or 15 minutes coming back at night and then writing yeah. down the you know you know breaking I mean, down the lyrics 
uh, he said that he wanted to do like a Bruce Springsteen style record where he's uh, like writing songs and story songs. Um, I'm not a huge Bruce Springsteen fan and that I'm not familiar with his songs enough, but you seem like maybe you would be. Is this like, does <laughs> Bruce Springsteen like ever shift points of view in a song? Like, uh, it seems to me the ones that I'm thinking of, which is born to run. It's him speaking to Wendy. There's a lot of when, you know, how they have a, I think Bon Jovi does this with those two characters, the, the guy and the girl that they'll bring in a couple of songs, um, living on a prayer. Yeah, I think there's, yeah. A, there's a couple of characters that they bring in from Bruce Springsteen's perspective. He may, I don't know a lot of his catalog, but from the one or two songs that I do know of his pretty well, it sounds like it's him singing to a female um, directly. I don't know if, if Wendy ever responds Gets to back. talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But I, I would, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say no, because I don't know his music. I do appreciate Bruce Springsteen, um, but yeah. I, don't know enough of his uh, music, um, his, his his songs to say yes or no. Sure. Um, and what was I going to say? Oh, this is a, a, just as part of the structure. It's a D major key, 10 B Camelot and 109 BPM. So D major, if it's in D major, are they playing this in, in drop D then? Uh, uh, everything in Jimmy World. Because it's, it's a chunky, it's a chunky, yeah, much, right? yeah. it's a chunky intro. That first yeah. little joan. And I bet that's a D chord that high yeah. up on the neck, like bring, bring. the the uh, uh, that uh, that sound that we can't identify up there. Oh yeah, but that's a D. Oh, but that's like a twinkly D. But I just mean like that first note yeah. is maybe an open low D with the high. Oh, you so you're holding a, you're playing a power chord. chord. I got you. You're playing not a, power, a power, but chord. like what's that D chord up at the you know? At oh, the, you're right. A D open chord. You're right. Yeah. I got you. The so you can hear it instead GBE, of it going full chunk. The GBE uh, yeah, string. Baby. Oh, D, yeah. D EBG. Chord, yeah. EBG. Yeah, you got it. Oh, yeah. We're real e musicians, guys. Trust e us. No. E-A-D-G-G-B-E. Oh, you you're going the other way. EBG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go. My top top is upside down if you flip your head over. Yeah. All right. And then, yeah, the and then the chorus twice. But this song is long. So we've got like a minute and a half, two minutes of orchestra, which is. soars, yeah. Yes, it does. And then it goes into the horn. So the, the guitar solo goes for 35 seconds. Yeah. Then the horns come in. And those are completely uncredited, which... That is interesting. Let me ask you this. There was the part that we just listened to. Let me see if I can play this again and see if you can listen to the piano underneath. Just a little bit lost. There it is. No. That the quality of that piano sounds like the default Casio tone. You know what I mean? Like it's it like it's purposefully um, digital. You know they didn't want to yeah. throw in and, and let let let's say hey we're gonna we're gonna it's hella quantized to to that beat. Yeah. So I'm wondering, do you think that and and at this point in um oh my gosh I have I have old information here. What year was this? Was this 11 2011? Oh, uh, I'm going to tell you September 2010. 10, okay. September 28th, yeah. They, they, I, mean, I don't know if they had this capability then. I'm sure at, at the, the level of production that Mark Trombino's providing, he probably has something to this degree. Could it have been programmed where they were all of the, the horns, the orchestra was all programmed with keys? 
Do you think that could be? And that's maybe uh, why yeah, there's I, no credits for like there's no maybe, Susie yeah. Katayama. It's funny. No I, yeah, Campbell. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't consider any of that. But the beginning of this, I do remember uh, the beginning of the album, Hard is Hard to Find, has actual strings that they recorded at Sunset Sound. Because I remember they there was like a leaked video that they released right. of them tracking those strings. So, yeah, off the top of my head, and they you don't would seem almost like a think band that, that maybe they did this song. Yeah, they, they would do that. That's this song as well. If you open it with, which I also didn't consider, they opened and closed with orchestral parts, but like that they would get those people to play on the end of this track. But yeah, I just found out that there was no credit. And even for the smaller parts, I don't know. I didn't look on Discogs. Uh, I can look again, but I didn't find anything. No, I I did. And I didn't, I didn't think to look specifically for it, but usually I'll look at Discogs and specifically look for additional credits which i don't have on this however i do have this quote from tom he was interviewed by they will rock you.com he says the original demo for mixtape was really kind of an acoustic guitar based song and it went through four different changes we tried to create a rock version of it with all of us with loud guitars and amps then we tried a version that was kind of like a mix between that like a guitar bass but with a keyboard and it became almost like a techno song i want to say it's a very keyboard based mark trombino had a lot to do with that so tom says that trombino took this and wrote and ran with it so yeah uh yeah uh, you know and let I me mean, let's listen to it real quick because i have it marked at 520 here we'll just see i don't know if you're gonna get the quality but people listening if you listen this closely to it does this sound like it's uh it's it's um sampled It's much easier to tell when when something is uh, like a keyboard based with with the horns, but the horn is so distant in the mix, yeah, that it's hard to tell. It's really difficult to tell with strings. I mean, they do such a good job with strings um, in in MIDI and, and that sort of thing. So I can't tell, but yeah, that's that's my suspicion. You know, I don't. Again, we we can agree that they're not the type of band that would. Um, that would cut corners with with over Skype. It kind of sounded like a uh, I'll bet it was like a synthesizer, like a uh, like a analog. Um, like it sounded so beefy, like almost like a pipe organ. Yeah, um, could, <laughs> I would like to like, know. We can. Yeah, yeah. Somebody uh, yeah, we can't ask Chris Testa, but we could ask uh, who was it that uh, ended up? Um, it was it was Mark. And then, well, I guess Ted Jensen, the masterer, would not uh, know. We could ask. Right. Jim. He would. He would. Know. Yeah. We'll just ask Jim. Yeah. Yeah, Jim, what what the hell? What um, the hell man? So let's listen to let's listen to the alternative version, which I sent you um, uh, that we have on our Google Drive, uh, the acoustic version of mixtape. Um, and I don't think I even wrote down where they released this acoustic version, uh, but it is an alternate version. So was this on a bonus version of the record? Let me take a look at my music uh, library while we listen to it. And was this in our? Uh... I messaged it to you, sorry. Gotcha, here we go.
I was going to say I had marked down that this this track, the album version, has such a good build. Even acoustically, Jim does this thing justice. And when he sings, I was always just a little bit lost, left channel, got a, a twinkly guitar. Knowing what I do, yeah. right channel, twinkly guitar. Then it goes into the chorus, and then he does his harmonies. Oh, the second yeah, man. half. Man, it's just, it, it's, it takes you for a ride. He's such, such a good songwriter. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I yeah, I just have it as an invented B-side, which there was a deluxe version of this album. I have it in my music library as track 18 of my deluxe edition. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess maybe this was on the deluxe edition. Let me check Discogs real quick. Um, uh, yeah, it says, yeah, um, invented deluxe edition mixtape acoustic. Okay. It's, uh, so track 18. I guess that's when it came out then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, and let me just take a look here. Yeah, no, no other, just double checking on the deluxe version to see if they credited anybody on, uh, on mixtape, uh, for the, for the, um, what's it called? Oh, wait, hold on. Here we go. Written by, no, oh, Jimmy Eat World 1 to 12. So yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, cause I saw Jeffrey Scott Tweedy helped or wrote you and I, which is the cover that he did with Courtney Marie Andrews. And then the Super Chunk cover is on the Deluxe Edition, the Precision Auto, which is a dope song. Uh, That's a Super Chunk cover? What a weird yeah. name. And I, I that one's, uh, I'm not familiar with the track, but that title of it always always caught me off guard. Uh, Precision Auto? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a pretty rocking track, if I remember correctly, yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's that's the history behind that song. But I was like, oh, is this originally a Go Big Casino song? Um, because if you go to watch together, uh, there's a clip of Jim playing at a, uh, like a benefit show, but it is credited as Jim Adkins, not go big casino. Um, but this is at modified arts in Phoenix in 2009. Uh, so if you want to play, there's like 40 seconds of this, uh, this song a year before the band did it. Walk 
So good. <laughs> just that one clip is so good. Yeah. Dude, what he's playing. Um, he's just playing that that uh that open D you're talking about. Yeah, and he had a, like a loop pedal or something going yeah. too, right? Uh mm-hmm. I think I have a second uh this is the same show so uh uh from a different angle, but I think maybe he plays along with himself a little bit more. Um let's take a look at this video. This is from Hiver221. <laughs> I'll jump forward since this one's longer. Okay. So yeah, he's using that loop pedal, which makes sense because they were using the loop pedal on the Clarity Times 10 tour just before this show. Ooh. So he was probably like playing around with the loop pedal in general. It's Man. not fair. It's not fair. How good <laughs> <is that. laughs> uh, and then, oh, just for to round it out, here he is in 2012 playing this song, which is really the last time I have evidence of this being played at all. This sounds down tuned. Yeah, it does. I mean, maybe he feels it's tough to sing because Jimmy World has never played it. So, uh, uh, yeah, I thought that was uh, interesting. But I do have those three versions of Jim playing it solo, uh, which is cool. Uh, did all three of those, did he start out um, with the acoustic version where he sang the uh, chorus the first? The chorus into the first verse? Yeah. Um, interesting. Uh, I don't think that last one, I think he was... I couldn't tell. We, we you know of... what? Why don't we? Because I didn't consider this that he played it on his solo tour, but I don't think he played it at every stop. Did he play it at the one that I bootlegged myself? Let's take a look, which would have been the show that we were at at Velvet Jones. Oh, that was 2015. I don't think he played it. That wasn't 2012. I'm just quickly skimming it. No, no mixtape. So, yeah, man. Um, I don't know because that show at Crescent Ballroom does start at the beginning. Or did it? Yeah, it did. So he dropped the chorus open. Yeah. Probably because he's more familiar with the album version yeah. at that point. But the other one, he's workshopping it. He's checking it out. He's listening to it. Um Chris Fallon at AbsolutePunk.net uh, did the uh, the review on this, and he says the title track and mixtape are gorgeous illustrations of just how talented Jimmy Eat World is. Inescapable bass lines swallowed by impactful percussion that are engulfed by storm clouds of dynamic guitar work and melody. I think that's a really good... Uh, I The track invented off the top... Of, uh, that sounds way more subdued, I think, than this does, Although I guess I wouldn't have thought I wouldn't have remembered the crushed drums and all all of that in this, but yeah. maybe maybe invented swells um, 
and I'm not remembering it well. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's all the analysis and stuff I have and track notes. Yeah, um, I got a couple of articles from AV Club. Uh huh. One, Kyle Ryan says, I'll just read the portion uh, that mentions mixtape. So with Trombino at the helm, it's easy to see invented as a return to Jimmy Eat World's punk-derived roots, especially with a boisterous rock song like Coffee and Cigarettes and Action Needs an Audience. Uh-huh. And then he puts in parentheses that this, uh, the original vocalist, Tom Linton, um, it's his first song in a decade. So other songs boast huge sounding guitars like Evidence Invented in My Best Theory, whose thick fuzz recalls Smashing Pumpkins. But the seven minute Invented spends more time exploring a sparser mood, as does the six minute plus closer mixtape. Oof. Such yeah. a good ending. That was, uh, and, and this was probably, this was nine, uh, September 28th of 2010. So another. Yeah. Uh, you know, what's fun to think about is that the uh, mixtape, the album itself is a mixtape. Yeah. Because Jim went through a book of photographs to create it. And he wove an intricate story. Maybe it's not a concept album. But each track represents a different feeling. And at the end, he has now a mixtape. Maybe. Uh, That's like my favorite thing could, to say. Could absolutely be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how meta, right? Yeah. And um, so I also came across, I, I don't remember. Oh, you know what? This was a footnote in the invented wiki, I want to say. Oh. But it pointed to absolutepunk.net, which Chorus FM had absorbed. And I think right. somebody in, on face on our Facebook group had just mentioned it this week, but uh, they started. Somebody has started yeah. to put them out, and luckily, I was able to grab a, some of the lines that were in the quoted bit and find. Oh this. Yeah. it's yeah, it's not easy to find yet. I'm hoping that once it it you know once the uh, the search terms actually get absorbed. Yeah, yeah. Jason uh, Tate he ran both AbsolutePunk.net and now runs Chorus. Yeah. And they've been, he and Drew Berenger and a couple of the other AP.net guys are resurfacing old articles from the old site and putting them back up on Chorus and right. doing retrospectives and stuff like that. So, yeah. Right. And it's, I mean, it's a clean layout. I just wish I, it would have been easier to find out. And they have it listed properly. It says uh, Interscope Records, September 28th, 2010, reviewed by Absolute Punk 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but the part that, that uh, this was, who did I say this was? Uh, Chris Fallon that originally wrote this article. Correct. Yeah. He. Uh, well, his is the one that I read his little uh, bit about uh, the title track and mixtape being glorious illustrations of just how talented the band is. Yes, but did you use the the word mental fellatio? No, I didn't. Oh, okay, that was yeah. the that was the problem. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, the real <laughs> highlights of the album come during the last two tracks. However, where side by side they add up to thirteen minutes of mental fellatio. That is to say, they blow your mind. <laughs> Oh my God. The title track and mixtape are gorgeous illustrations of just how talented uh, Jimmy Eat World is in Escape. We got to put there mental go. fellatio in so, our show notes. <laughs> yeah, we just we just missed that <laughs> that that uh, that lead in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just wish that one was a little bit easier to find. That's so yeah, good. I had the same thing you had then, uh, and then Kyle Ryan's AV Club review of the of the track. And yeah, the, for the sure. Okay. Um, now before we go into our thing, did you know that the band? had put together a mixtape uh, of sorts um, uh, in a YouTube video that I'll play for you for BBC Radio 1's Mike Davies show. Uh, he interviewed the band and asked them what their perfect mixtape would be. And I they actually included the song Mixtape. Let me jump 54 <laughs> seconds in. 
Wilshire. Uh, 57. Yeah, they're at the Wiltern here. I was probably at the show. <laughs> Jim enjoyed that. Uh, uh, give me four songs that you would say would be on the perfect mixtape to give to somebody to span your... Was it span your career? Sweetness, Hear You Me. Um, this is Rick. Any other two? Say, In the Same Room. Tom. Static Prevails. Lucky Denver Mint. Uh, let's see. Cautioners. There's no wrong answer, Tom. And I know I gotta think. He, he is thinking like, like there is a wrong answer, like it's a test. And movie like. Those are all good. Those, those are. I, I would approve. One out of four, though. What? Compared, compared to this, our four team. was uh, Zach. Jim. It was, was mixtape. Uh, action needs an audience. And sweetness I, and for and me, this is heaven. I think like growing oh. up, we were all influenced by when we, when, we, when we started the band. It was like. So that's that's a bit of them figuring out their perfect mixtape, which included mixtape right there. So I guess. <laughs> It's edited down, but what I gleaned from what Jim had said is that Zach and Jim came up with four, and Tom and Rick came up with four, uh, and uh, mixtape ended up on Jim and Zach's. So, thought that was interesting. Um, and then you came up with a really good idea that I was stressing over until I realized I'd already <laughs> done the homework assignment. Yeah, uh, months and uh, years ago, I I had been culling together my playlist over a long, long, long period of time. Yeah. And I realized, oh my God, this is like the perfect mixtape and it's 100% <laughs> me. Um, so uh, uh, do you want me to go first and give you... Uh, uh, yeah, sure. But but before any of that, let me uh, let me do this little thing here. Oh, oh, right. Oh, shoot. <laughs> if it would play, it's this... Uh, hold on, let, let, it, uh, let it warm up here. My mixtape brings all the boys to the yard and they're like... It's better than yours, damn right. It's better than yours. I'ma share it. I don't have to charge. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> now, what's funny is I thought of something also that we could do next week if you want. Um, we course. should do a Patreon episode where we will give the mixtape away. Yes, we will not charge for it, but maybe we will charge for us to go through our mixtapes and talk about our choices and everything a little more in depth. Cause I yeah. think you were thinking maybe we would just focus on a, a few of the tracks on each of our mixtapes, but we would share them in the show notes. Um, yeah. I already made a YouTube version of my playlist and an Apple music version of my playlist. Uh, yeah, I yeah, because I could I could pick three of these that I would that I would just highlight and, and kind of explain why why I chose that one or those sure. three. So uh, yeah, go. You know what? Go ahead. Do you want me to do mine first? And uh, yeah, do yours. Do yours. Yeah, because it sounds like you have a lot more thought into yours. Mine was totally like I had said, stream of consciousness. I wanted to put these in here. Um, the 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 whole mixtape. My mixtape opens with Cecilia and the Satellite. Um, <gasps> love it. Love the song. I was thinking of my daughter at the time, and I know that Andrew McMahon wrote that for his daughter. And so I had there's and her and I listened to that track. It's got a special place in my heart. There's that. Yeah. Um. I listen to a lot of Mac DeMarco and that that vein of music. And besides like Tame Impala, there's a song by Grizzly Bear. And I think it was probably because it was featured in uh, How I Met Your Mother. But their song Two Weeks, uh, when I hear yes, that man. little dude, <laughs> the little the little uh, it's kind of a, a, a twinkly little piano intro gets me. OK, I'm not familiar with it. Yeah. Um, so I've done I've done kind of like an alternative pop there. We've done that. It, I love Peter Cetera. 
Okay, when he was in Chicago, outside of Chicago, but Glory of Love, uh, Karate Kid. Oh yeah, I love that. Love song. Love that track, and I was just feeling it, so I put that toward the very end of my of my mixtape. Nice dude. Yeah. So those are the three that I would highlight. And awesome. what about, what, I love about that. what do you got? So my playlist slash mixtape is called Growing Up Sucks. And it's chock full of pop punk because a lot of it is about wanting to get out of this town or what do you do? But really what brought to me was Blink-182's Lemmings is my all-time favorite Blink-182 song because it's all about realizing that you're growing apart from the friends you grew up with. And that was one of the toughest things that I dealt with growing up. You know, I was a skateboarder in my town and all of us skateboard kids were friends. And uh, even though we didn't all go to the same schools, but something happened like when we all went to high school that it all changed. And I went to high school where way far away from my neighborhood. So I really wasn't home at all. And there's nobody hung out anymore. And it was really tough for me to reconcile that. And then even after high school, dealing with leaving those friends behind and going off to college, um, it was just such a weird like adjustment for me. And I feel like the song Lemmings kind of covers that. So that is it's more that when I say growing up sucks, it's not like, oh, I had a shitty family life. Like, it's not really about that. Like, I had a pretty waspy family life. Uh, and I got in arguments with my parents about as much as every normal kid did. You know what I mean? Like the most uh, milk toast C, uh, 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 C grade um, family life that you could think of, like the most boring. Um, so uh, growing up sucks in terms of like leaving your friends behind and having to come up with a, a way to reconcile that. The, the other, uh, one of the other songs I want to highlight is. Uh, by Yellow Card from their song, from their album, Southern Air. Uh, It's a song, Here I Am Alive. And I think I took it one way. Then I realized there's a music video for it. And it's about him driving his like little sister to school and all that type of stuff. And it even made it a sweeter song for me. Um, And uh, he's seeing growing up from his perspective and her, her perspective. So I thought that was really good. Uh, one and then the last one I want to highlight because it's not exactly pop punk is Death Cab for Cutie's Styrofoam Plates, which is Ooh, about yeah. a really tough home home life. Uh, and I found out Ben wrote it actually about a friend of well, he says it's about a friend of his, not his personal uh, family life. But that song has such it's a great story song. Um, I think I would actually put every song in this list as a story song. Um, but this is more like the classical, like you could put this on and your parents won't be offended, like type of things. Because <laughs> I have other artists. I have Newfound Glory, Wonder Years, Motion City Soundtrack, Neck Deep, Dangerous Summer, Menzingers, and Starting Line round off the top 10 on this uh, 10 track uh, mixtape. But it's 38 minutes, 10 songs, like 100% pop punk, except for Death Cab right there in the middle. Um, and it's just so me. Uh, and uh and and lamenting like your friendships and relationships and things like that so yeah i love well, you this gotta playlist. share it with me i will and and i will uh, i'll show and like you like i said i also made tracks. a youtube playlist uh, mine's 39 for minutes use, isn't that so. strange oh, how that. how uh yeah 38 and 39 minutes man just how oh, uh, cl- and i recently was messing around uh because for for this song in particular there were many songs i wanted to mix with I'm most happy with the rave DJ mix with John Mayer, but I noticed that I was like, what if I put more than just two songs? 
And it does let you put more than two songs, but it wants you to put like a lot more if you're going to do that. So I actually made a rave DJ mix of this playlist. Oh, I'm sick. interested to hear how it sounds. We don't have to play it here, but maybe we could do it on our Patreon episode. And maybe you could do a rave DJ mix of yours because uh, it's seven minutes and 19 seconds. But I'm really interested to hear what it did. <laughs> right. Yeah. And my and it might be a really well done. I mean, as long as long as it doesn't do what it does before the uh, the two tracks where it will either dramatically speed up or slow down. My you know, gut just a nice... says that it does transitions or something. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm assuming, which would be a great little, uh, you know, you want to spend seven minutes as opposed to 40 minutes yeah. you know, listening to a whole mixtape. Um, now, I would say the last part I want to say about mixtapes. Have you heard the Captain Cuts? If you're listening, it's never too late. Emo Night Mix? No. Let's listen to the beginning of it. Now, there is brand new in it, which is super canceled. But our boys, Jimmy World, are also heavily featured at the beginning of this mixtape. And it's so incredible. So I've got it playing and watched together. Gotcha. This is a 31-minute pop-punk emo mashup. Professional mashup by Captain Cuts. It's so good, Justin. This whole mix is so good. So good, dude. We're about to revisit this on the sweetness episode. <laughs> yeah. In uh, in this whole thing, he, he's he the just, DJ. It's a team, just, I believe. Okay, okay. And they got all the stems and did everything upright. So now you got blank. I never thought I'd die. Anyway, wow. this is like if you're gonna be driving and you got a half hour, put this on, <laughs> dude. It's such, it's so good. Like, it's almost like watching a skate video. Like, while you're listening to it, a new song will come and you'll be like, oh. <laughs> well, we were already two and a half minutes in and I was like so drawn into that. Yeah, dude. It's so good. And I I, I feel like they had Captain Cuts on their podcast, the Rider Cry podcast or something. Some, somehow I heard that they were really under the gun 
And they were really trying to get stems from everybody that they could and reaching out and pulling favors and doing all this stuff because they did it for free for the guys at Emo Night um, uh, here in L.A. Uh, And um, anyway, it's such a great mix. Uh, I think they've done a couple of them, but I don't think any of them come close to how good that one is. Wow. Um, So, So, yeah, yeah, I didn't know about the Captain Cuts. If you're listening, it's never too late. Yeah, which is uh, the artwork is a take on that Drake album cover um ah. i think it's cool if you're listening it's too late or so uh, i forget the name of it um uh but that was like the big beam at that time when this came out i think 2015 2016 maybe um but i remember listening putting it on at work when it dropped and i was like just like <laughs> grinning from ear to ear it was so i couldn't believe how good it was um oh what is this that i found uh oh okay uh somebody in the band and i'm assuming it's jim put together yeah oh the band put together one of those spotify playlists jimmy world mixtape summer 2018 did you see this uh no i didn't follow it enough but i saw white reaper was on there and i was like oh i feel like jim is always talking about white reaper in the early mtv days and like when he would like watch mtv and try to get you know idolize those like shredding guitar players and stuff like that I don't know who White Reaper is. I don't know the song, but uh, my guess is that <laughs> that's what that is. Um, but it's got Kississippi. It's got uh, who else is on Matt Pond. Um, just wow, tons and all tons the way of to Marvin, Marvin Gaye. Gaye and Otis Redding. Yeah, it's pretty wow, eclectic. Bill Withers. Uh, Otis Redding. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah. Um, see, I, it bums me out that I cannot find this. We had to have who was it last time that helped help me find a. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, wasn't it, uh, gosh, we're shouting him out, uh, Future's Past over yeah, on uh, he had, Discord. He had to, yeah, yeah he, he sent me the link. I, I still can't find this. You know what I mean? Like, I had to, I have to go to the webpage for Spotify. Or and I have to, or whatever, yeah, yeah. And I have to favorite it there, and then I gotta refresh my, it's ridiculous. Spotify, Red- another, another notch. Uh, so yeah, each band member picked their five favorite summer jams. Sick. So Zach Lind post. Oh, it's because it's Zach's not. Uh, so I'm going to follow. I'm going to give Zach a follow. Yeah, let's do that. From the pod account. He's got four playlists. Tur, KK, Last Thanksgiving, and then House. <laughs> I didn't know you could use emojis for. Uh, yeah. Or is that a church? Titles. Oh, it's Looks church. Like a, yeah. Yeah, it's a church. Got a little heart in there. Yeah. Um. So what's interesting is that playlist I found must not be a public playlist then. It must have been shared on some website yeah, or something that you're I right. Found. That's why I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, uh, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, oh, and then they did a show. Uh, this was for their uh, 10th anniversary Bleed American shows. Jimmy Eat World will perform the entire album as well as other songs from his catalog Saturday at the Catalyst in Santa Cruz, Monday and Tuesday night at the Fillmore in San Francisco as well. The password for the presale was mixtape. So, oh. This was, uh, you know, forever ago. But uh, but what was interesting is the password was mixtape. But uh, I think at the time, let me double check. I think this original YouTube video, Jim Atkins uh, mixtape intro. Oh, OK. I thought this was maybe it was a different song. Uh, mixtape new song. And these people know that the song is called that. I was going to say, in theory, when they made the password mixtape, the lead single for invented hadn't even dropped yet. So in a way they were hinting at what was to come, but he'd already played the song mixtape and it was called mixtape at the time. So yeah, never mind. Yeah, there. Okay. 
Yeah, because sometimes they'll have that uh, the the access code will have some some easily associated yeah totally uh, titling, and that one that would you know I'd, I've never really seen anyone allude to a, a track coming in, so makes sense that they yeah. they had already done it acoustically. Uh, so yeah, three fan made videos. What do I got? Rookie Blue montage. I don't even know what that is. Uh, somebody's vacation video. Yeah, used film footage. I don't know. They're they're fine. Whatever. Uh, wise guy um, if you remember the he he was in that uh Reddit group for like music discovery. Um, he wrote about the song mixtape. He says I think they should have ended the album with invented, but mixtape is another archetypal Jimmy World album fader. Um, so that was wise Ooh. guy um's take, and uh, our boy Jake T O'Donnell has this in his top. 50 between one and 50 oh boy Ooh, you know I, I feel like i picked the same ones let's go with uh 27 43 <sighs> <laughs> mixtape first surfaced when jim performed it at a few solo shows in 2009 utilizing the looping device the band used on their previous tour jim layered in several tracks of his voice and guitar on the soft acoustic ballad about trying to salvage a dying relationship it's too late. You can't walk away. Walk away now. A year or so later, mixtape showed up as the epic closer of the invented of invented in a very different form. It was, for a lack of better term, epicified by the band and Mark <laughs> Trombino. As much as I adore the full, full band version with the full weight of instrumentation and big voices near the end that gives the epic closer status it richly deserves, I always loved that original solo acoustic version more. The addition of the where went all the takers baby part on the record version, I thought detracted from what made the original so powerful on its own. But no matter what, mixtape is a more than worthy entry in the list of Jimmy World album closers and stands as one of their most affecting lyrical journeys. Yeah. Jake T. O'Donnell. Agreed. <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> and here I, I link. Uh, I, I do. I did plan on playing you the Captain Cuts thing uh on my own oh okay so rave dj Let, so <laughs> i um what do you got it sounds like DJ? you have one that's going to trump mine anyway so i this was the second one i went with the first one i went with you know because i i i like um i like ballyhoo and they have a song called mixtape okay i tried it didn't work that well so then i, I thought, did the same you know with what? jack's mannequin some- the mixed tape and it did not yeah. work well yeah, I, I I thought in my mind I wanted something with a more like an epic sound. So this song came um, into my mind. I played it, and I'm gonna play the majority of it because I feel like this is a really cool song. And I've got this. Um, let's see if it'll play. I've got this loaded up here. This one is called "I Eat, I World Fly." Now I don't necessarily agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with the artist that's paired with this, but. That doesn't change the fact that this is a beautiful song. And I feel like they work really well together. (laughs) I get that oboe. I forgot how, like, over the top this song is. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's working pretty well. Yeah. 
It just cuts back in and out really well. Yeah. out to Jim. Pretty good though, huh? Not bad. It didn't it didn't have the shoehorn stuff in there. It was pretty well done. Now I I am excited. I don't know the way that you described it. I hope you weren't overhyping it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there's a couple abrupt changes, but uh-huh. it where it works, it's really good. Okay. All right, so this is uh, ooh, mixtape with a broken heart. Yeah, baby. Sick. <laughs> I figured Lindsay would be so stoked on this. <laughs> oh, John.
with the piano. Jim's guitar lead and John Mayer's guitar like noodling or battling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two winners tonight. Two winners for us. Yeah, I think it was a good night. A good uh, rave DJ night. That was actually the last uh, concert I went to was uh, John Mayer's Continuum where he played oh, Continuum in its entirety on September 14. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man, it's sad. I miss music. Yeah, man. Do you have uh, I I have a bunch of covers written here. Let's, let's see. I'll play like the best ones. Let's see. I got I got two that I thought were really good. Sure. Uh, Wait, and, let's and go ahead because I wanted to ask you a question. Sure. Let's take a look. Somebody learned it from Valentine's Day. Oh, my God. There's yeah. such an awkward. I got to yes. play this for you. Because, Spike? Uh, no. no, that was the Valentine's Day one. Yes. Did you see Anna Croft? Oh, my gosh. I have I my note is feel uncomfortable. <laughs> my note was angle yeah goodness <laughs> oh boy let's say let's play a little bit of uh I mean, you're not gonna hear it but anna croft's <laughs> uh cover <laughs> just don't understand yeah here while while she's playing let's go ahead and read some of the comments here oh the yeah the ones that we can read um i, I remember one i see what you <laughs> did there uh, yeah. Uh, let me go. Oh, uh, I, there's not many comments. I thought there were more comments than this. No, somebody only a just handful. said. She replied to somebody who's not in here anymore and said, "What the fuck?" <laughs> uh, the ankle is just unfortunate, and I went to her page expecting to see that this is like just something she does all the time, and it's not. It's not like her go-to angle. So I'm not sure why this video is just up her crotch yeah she has one other one that's this angle it's oasis where did it all go wrong and then she fixes her angle thank you she's got blink 182 josie foo fighters my hero a lot of a lot of blink a lot of green day a lot of paramore 
going away to college. Yeah, thank goodness. I don't know. It's a bump. Well, oh, I she's. Guess there's only two. I think she's Ar Argentinian. So maybe yeah. she didn't think anything of. I, not that that's like Argentinians wouldn't get it, but um, I don't know. For some reason, that she got a pass <laughs> from yeah. me. Like, uh, I, I, in terms of like uh, an innocence, an air of innocence about uh, yeah about her. Um, the other is our boy Kizzy Cabrizi, who I always like now, to see because he's he he's was got the good. One that did the blink cover right correct yeah he's got all, all kinds of blink covers um he's good and and yeah he's good and he he does multi-angle stuff it, it's really cool let's take a listen to his i mean it sounds like jim it sounds like jim's solo show <laughs> or the the acoustic bonus track yeah And he's doing the acoustic version. It's too late, you can't walk away, walk away now. Well, maybe we could put your tape back on. Now, let's see if he puts the bridge in it since he's doing the bonus version. And I see he's got a keyboard later. I'll jump to 248 and see what we get. I don't hear any of that keyboard, but um, but yeah, man, he's good. I like him. Oh man, that harmony. Those are the notable down, ones beautiful. that uh. Yeah, I had um. Ooh, I you know what? I can't pass this one up. Please, yeah. Okay, uh, we got to do this, and this is very um, as you would say, apropos because of who you mentioned earlier. This guy's name is Brian Stream, but looks a lot like Bruce Springsteen. Oh. So that you can call him Brian Springsteen. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. I remember this guy. I said interesting voice, not bad. Reminds me of something. Maybe it's Bruce. Maybe we can put your tape back on. Oh, I know who he reminds me of. Rewind until the moment we went wrong. The guy from Puddle of Mud? No, uh, oh, the looks wise, yeah. Uh, no, the voice. Uh, Wait, before you say it, can I can I take a guess? Is, yeah, is it an actor? No, 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 no. It's a musician. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Uh, what the hell is the name of the band? Uh, the I think the Tide is the name of their song. Ah, uh, let me see. Because uh, this guy totally looks like Chris Pratt to me. <laughs> <laughs> let me see what the the Tide is. It I'm pretty sure it's called the Tide. The Spill Canvas. Oh yeah, yeah. I hear this Bill Canvas in him, yeah. Uh, and he's actually in a band. 
the I listened to a couple of other tracks of his and the band stuff. It's like uh, it's really well produced. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I thought the same thing about his voice. A little bit. Uh, it's kind of a unique sound. Here, watch. Listen to just the be- the first line. It sounds like um, it sounds like the same inflection that he gave. So listen to the way he sang, and then the way he sings. But yeah, he does have like that working man, like. Yep. He needs a pack of cigarettes and roll up his sleeves. Yeah, he totally needs a pack of cigarettes in those sleeves. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we can put your tape back on. Yep, I hear it. The way he says on. 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 It's mm-hmm. good. I love it. It's got uh, gusto. So uh, I, I like it. I think we mm-hmm. did good. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, uh, any other final thoughts or anything on? No. Uh, uh, this, you know, I think this uh, this um, did its uh, did its job as being the album closer. Um, you know, once again, with every track on Invented, I, I hope uh, I hope to convert more people to that album, uh, and you especially. You you like it though, right? I'm I'm starting to realize yeah. that I guess I like this Yeah, album. you yeah, do. Man. Yeah, Mark Trombino's on there. He's got his hand in there. But this is an this I feel is like an more awesome people track. are Yeah, more people are getting on the hating damage bandwagon. So, I don't know, maybe I'm <laughs> hating damage. We got to do yeah. some more damage tracks for me to I got to check apart. on what we're hating and liking these days. I I got to keep up with that. Yeah, what 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 are the kids hating and liking? Give us a call. 44J. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I um, like this track. What about you, man? Uh yeah, man. Uh I I like all of the uh I I think it's uh got some cool trombinoisms and mm-hmm. uh got some really cool vocal stuff at the end that's really airy and i love the piano sounds and yeah it all sounds great um, yeah so other <laughs> rather than be uh uh take jabs at people and say do you still have what they want um <laughs> most hopefully more people can <laughs> take away that they should continue to be excellent to each other and party on dudes <laughs>